We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Glad you're with us here, and I, did you find that everybody is sick this weekend? Now, I'm sick, and I shouldn't be doing the show, but there's nobody to fill in for me. And at about 9 o'clock last night, I was calling everyone. I even called Gary, who is on vacation. I said, man, I know this is the worst, and you're on vacation. Do you think you can fill in? And Gary couldn't fill in uh, because some folks in his house are sick. So, you know, I'm not freaking out about it. I don't think this is COVID. I get the flu or some sort of situation like this every holiday season. Usually it's after Christmas for me, headed into my birthday. So my birthday, I'm usually sick on my birthday, which is a miserable experience. But um, I don't know. what What's going on out there? Let's start with State Senator uh, and Dr. Siobhan Donovan. We'll do the doctor part first. <laughs> Dr. Donovan, what are you what are you seeing in your practice? Is everybody sick? Is this just kind of a bump up or do you do you have any analysis of what's happening? No, I, I definitely and as you can hear from my voice, I too have a cold. Yeah. And it it makes me so angry because I'm so resilient. <clears throat> Excuse me. That's all right. And work to make sure that I do everything to avoid it, but yeah. I think we've had staff that come in sick, and I think when you're side-by-side side with them all day long, those are the ones that are most likely to, to make you ill. I really, you know, it's, it's a it's a catch, you know, 22, isn't it? Because we, everybody's understaffed after COVID, right. so you can't necessarily implement best practices, which is stay home when you're sick, Yeah. Um, which we were never very good at. It was always kind of a, a measure of your work ethic, right? Do you come to work sick or not? I hope that that's one of the things we change after this. But, yes, I mean, it's what the news is saying is, is accurate. There's RSV for the kids. There's flu for kids and adults. And there's still some COVID going around. Personally, my experience with my patients is that COVID is the least of the evils. Uh-huh. Um, but if you do have evidence of the flu, then you do benefit from getting Tamiflu. So if you have fevers, if you have joint pain, if you have a really bad headache that doesn't get better with ibuprofen, you may distinguish what you have from other things, and that might very well be the flu. But, yes, it is at a very high rate, and there's a lot of theories. Is it because we haven't been around each other as much as we are this fall? And then also it's the seasonal variation. Again, you can't. The problem that we've had the last few years is everybody's been had blinders on and looked down one narrow little um, piece of information. When you overlap flu year over year and you overlap um, other viruses year over year, there are patterns and there are better years and less good years. And we've had some mild flu years for the last few years. Right. 
So it's it's not surprising that this is, you know, one where there is more. You know, I got the flu shot a couple of weeks ago, <clears throat> and one, one of the people I saw at the uh, drugstore when I was getting it said, oh, you're the guy from the radio. You're, you're always so hostile about COVID. How come you're getting your flu shot? Um but you're skeptical about the COVID shot. And I said, well, you know what? That's a legitimate question, and I don't know how to answer it other than I've been doing the flu shot regularly for two decades, and everyone tells me that this works, and I think the COVID shot is a different type of shot, and that had me worried. So I, that's a very non-scientific explanation, and maybe people would laugh at me for saying that, but that's my answer. Does that make sense to you? Yeah, it does. You know, when the, the COVID vaccine getting to market and being available for the general public, someday we will look back at that uh-huh. and we will be staggered by how effective that was, where government actually um, leveraged pharma to get the job done and get it done quickly. The problem with the COVID vaccine was the way they condescended to not educate us about it. Right. If just actually do it. Stayed Shut focused up and on just the take yeah. yeah, just take it. We're gonna you're gonna lose your job if you don't take it. There are no side effects. None of that's true. Everybody has a pretty good sense of a truth meter when they're hearing information, and that did not sound true, and it wasn't true. And if they'd said, "Look, we have you know ten times the number of case studies on this compared to anything else you've ever had before," these are the side effects. These are the people who the evidence shows should get it. But this was an opportunity for a political organization to take over. The, a medical advice organization in the pursuit of emotionally jarring people to get them to vote one way at the poll. And there's just no other way to say it. Right. That is what happened. I think so, too. And it's abhorrent. And so that's why people are underconfident about the, the COVID shot. Now, we've had it for a couple of years, and people have a little bit of a different perspective, but there's some of that still going on, this, you know, this constant push to vaccinate children, especially the very young when the medical evidence is now pretty, pretty uh, available, it is people who are at high risk, and you know there's not a lot of merit for others. Yeah, there's not a lot of risk either. So parents that feel comfortable with it, hallelujah, you do what you choose, but you shouldn't be compelling other people to do that. Yeah, well, you know, we're that that's got to be the way um, going forward. Wish I could mm-hmm. get some sort of shot this morning. I mean, I feel awful. And the chills and, you know, the fever, at least it's not 101 at the moment, but it's about 100. So I'm, I'm, I'm having a rough morning here. Well, let me switch to uh, politics. We had Governor Youngkin on on Friday morning at 635, early in the morning, to talk about his speeches to the uh, money committees and his priorities and agenda items as the General Assembly prepares to reconvene in January in Richmond. What do you make of of the governor's um, agenda? I think he was absolutely on brand. I think he did what he said he was going to do. He used one-time money well. He is reducing taxes for the state of Virginia, which is absolutely a business competitive issue. Uh-huh. Most of the businesses in Virginia are small businesses, and they are run through somebody's individual taxes, not through corporate taxes. And so to raise the individual deduction and make it in parity and competitive with the other states around us is going to make more businesses want to be here. To reducing the corporate taxes, the same thing, investments in education, 
in the bold blue line. Um, and, you know, right right across the, the, the you know right across the line, the governor did exactly what he said he was going to do. Yeah. And I think he did a very good job. All right. Well, you know your colleagues in the Democrat-controlled state Senate. Is is he going to get any of this done, or does he just is this a PR move to say, hey, if you vote Republican, this is the kind of good management you'll get, but the Democrats are going to stymie me? What do you think? I think that there are going to be attempts to do that. I think this is an election year, yeah. and people want to have um, what you know something they can put on a political brochure. Right. And so I, I don't know. You know, it's it's funny. No, no um, session is very much like another. And I don't know how political the Democrats are going to be and how much they're going to whip everybody to be compliant. Historically, and even last year after the governor won, we were able to get consensus, bipartisan consensus on several things. I hope we will be. But the other advantage we have, especially on the budget, And here's how it works in Virginia. When the governor presents a budget, you cannot remove an item from his budget with one um, with with one side of the legislature alone. Right. Both have to agree to remove that or take it out. And we do have control over the House of Delegates. So there is leverage there that can happen to kind of get this go forward. Hopefully there's consensus. Um, on these things. But obviously what happens now is that we all go into session and we have legislative agendas that require money and funding. We've been looking at the surpluses and we may have some alternative, maybe very complementary ideas to what the governor is doing, but we w- but there's only one bucket of money. Yeah. So some of the, some of the objectives that we have will want to displace some of the money he's invested. So yes, there will be give and take. Um, I hope it is not um, terribly obstructive because, honestly, the things that he's doing are so bipartisan and so Virginia-focused. So you Virginia would think they could get on board recovery. with this guy. The- yeah, but they can't be patsies. They don't want to say yet. They're, oh. Somebody's going somebody's gonna to primary them and say, you voted with the governor yeah. X percent of the time. Huh. So that's the political mess that we have there doing the right thing is sometimes the biggest thorn in your side uh, real quick before we go two of your colleagues democrats uh senator joe morrissey and senator jennifer mcclellan are trying to get the democrat nomination to um run for congress and we know leon benjamin will be the republican nominee I, I, you know i don't know that publicly it's gotten ugly between joe morrissey and, and jennifer mcclellan but the uh the the rumors and the nastiness online are it's kind of shocking to me how brutal these people are being you know with, with with a little bit of a veil so that you don't know who's saying awful things but does that surprise um, you uh, no i yeah. i don't think that either senator mcclellan or senator morrissey i mean senator morrissey is very happy to throw a punch yeah, but yeah. I don't think he would ever do it in a ugly way. I know both of them moderately well, mm. but I think that the Democrat Party is a repository of of you know social media action that yeah. is can be incredibly hateful. I've seen it turned on me, and Republicans can do it too. But I think that um, I think that you know we're culturally in a place right now where. People, because it is veiled, can say anything they want, and it can be as awful and hateful and 
they feel justified. They justify themselves one way or the other. But I suspect it is, I'm quite confident it's not the candidates. I'm, it's people who are advocating for or against them. Right, right. Well, we will watch and see who the Democrats pick tomorrow, and then when we chat again, I'll have to <laughs> see what you're thinking about uh, one of the two. of the, I think it's going to be one of the two. Maybe I'm wrong. It's going to be interesting is yeah. all I have to say. It's going gonna, it's gonna to add another layer to the session. I bet. State Senator and Dr. Siobhan Donovan, I appreciate the chance to talk to you always. Thank you. Thank you. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.